Hare Krishna and a very warm welcome to all of you. After a long time, we have resumed our Gita Life live sessions. This time, it is in a different format. It is in Q&A format and the name of the series is Ask a Monk. We got feedback from many devotees that Prabhu, we uh, hear it is very nice, but then there is no sufficient opportunity to put forth questions. So now in this dedicated series, every Sunday, you can straight away start shooting all your questions so that all the maximum questions can be answered. There would be one question for the day, which is, what is spirituality for today? So we'll discuss something about it. Meanwhile, you can keep posting your questions. I will take it in the sequence. So let us take this first question, which is one of the FAQs. There have been many, many forums on which this question has been asked and people have been more or less clueless what really spirituality is. So we see individuals, states and nations advancing in prosperity, beauty, strength, fame, but still there is increasing anxiety, increasing depression, moroseness. The reason is the knowledge of spiritual science, spirituality is missing. Now, what is spirituality? Somebody shared a clip in which uh, a person is telling spirituality means meditation. Most of it is meditation. But uh, Hiranyakashipu, we just celebrated Narsimha Jayanti. Lord Narsimha appeared to kill one of the most powerful meditators of all time. Hiranyakashipu was a very, very powerful meditator, very powerful yogi. He meditated for 100 celestial years. One celestial year, heavenly year. It is very different from the earthly year. One day, one celestial day is equal to one year on this planet. So he meditated for 100 celestial years. It means 100 into 365. Such a long time without drinking a drop of water. He was just sitting at one place, rather standing on one place and meditating. And his meditation was so severe that all the blood of his body, the blood vessels, all the fat, everything was gone, only the bones remained. No organs within the body, nothing whatsoever apart from bones. And because he meditated for such a long time, an anthill came up on his body and there were bamboo shoots and other grasses and everything. And this person who was such a powerful yogi, Lord Brahma came and he told, nobody has been a powerful meditator yogi as yourself. Nobody can do tapasya like this stage. Bhrigu could not do. Even in future, I don't think anybody will be able to match your level of austerities. But still he is called a demon. So being such a strong meditator that you can sustain your life just in the bones doesn't make you a spiritualist. He was called a demon and Lord had to incarnate to finish his activities. So meditation is not spirituality. Meditation even demons can do. So worshipping demigods or the deities in the temple, that is spirituality. So we have another instance, Ravana and many other uh, such people who were worshipping the gods very nicely in the temple, worshipping the deities, but they were also demons. So if a person is very nicely putting tilak on his forehead and going to the temple, ringing the bell and worshipping very nicely, very devotedly, does not make a person spiritualist. One can still be a great demon. Oh, that makes us more puzzled. So, worshipping is not spirituality. Meditation is not spirituality. Then what is spirituality? Vedanta, people tell. Yes, Vedanta is spiritual. But still, Ved Vyas, when he composed Vedanta, Vedanta means the conclusion of all the Vedas. So, when Ved Vyas composed Vedanta, still, even after writing this wonderful literature, he was dissatisfied in his life. Vedanta is spiritual, but unless one reaches the summit of spiritual knowledge, satisfaction of the heart will not arise. 
So a person may be a Vedantist, but a person still may not be a perfect spiritualist. That is why in the Garun Puran it is mentioned, Brahmananam sahastrebhya satriyaji vishishyate. Satriyaji sahastrebhya sarva Vedanta paraga sarva Vedanta vidkotya vishnu bhakto vishishyate. This Sanatan dharma or Varnashrama dharma, which is wrongly taken as Hindu dharma, there is nothing called Hindu in the entire Vedic literature. So this Sanatan or Varnashrama dharma encouraged a person to advance in spiritual life. And those people who were very advanced in spiritual affairs, they were called Brahmanas. What is a Brahmana? Brahma Janatiti Brahmana, one who understands, I am not the body. Spiritual life begins from this first instruction of Bhagavad Gita. Ashochyanam ashochastvam pragyavadansha bhashase gatasuna gatasuncha nanushochanti pandita dehi nasminyatha dehe kaumaram yavanam jara Person who is wise, who is learned, does not lament at all. Today we see people passing out from big colleges, having very good jobs and businesses are lamenting. So Lord Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, a wise person does not lament for two things. Which are the two things? Gatasun agatasunscha na anushochanti, either for the living or for the dead. So do not lament for two things, living and dead. Any third thing you can lament for, there is nothing else behind living and dead. It means a wise person does not lament because wise person knows one's identity as Brahma, as spirit soul completely different from matter. So understanding one's identity completely different from this body which is made up of matter, this marks the beginning of spiritual life, spiritual affairs. Because I am eternal, this experience what I am having is temporary. It is dream-like experience. Anything which is temporary in nature, it is dream-like. When I am in dream, I feel, oh, this is reality. Everything, I am having real perceptions. Only do I wake up to realize, oh, that was a dream. Similarly, this situation, as soon as we leave our body, it is just like a dream. The perceptions were real, but now it is gone. Nobody would lament before dreaming that I am going to suffer in dream. And nobody would get very joyful if one knows I am going to become rich in the dream tonight. It does not matter. In dream you become rich or you remain poor. You become successful or unsuccessful. Similarly, Bhagavatam tells in a situation which is dream-like, there is no question of becoming very happy, elated or becoming very sad. So a person does not lament for any loss before the dream or after the dream. When we wake up, we don't lament, oh, I lost everything in the dream. Then why should be there any reason to lament in dream or dream-like situation? So this life is just a dream-like situation, temporary passage. So one should not lament at all. This is the beginning of spiritual life, understanding I am eternal. I will continue to exist beyond this body. But this understanding is not sufficient. This is the beginning. One who understands this knowledge is called a Brahmana. And Brahmana is very, very rare in the Varnashrama culture, in the Sanatan culture. Very rare. They were the philosophers, the educators, the priests. So there would be just a handful in the entire population. And Brahmananam Sahasrebhya, thousands of Brahmanas if you find, Brahmanas themselves are very rare, but thousands of Brahmanas if you have Satriyaji Vishishyate, very rarely you will find a Brahmana who can do Yajna, sacrifices. Simply by chanting of mantras, one can ignite fire. Such Brahmana is very advanced. Among thousands, you will find one who can do that. And Satriyaji Sahasrebhya, thousands of hundreds and thousands of Brahmanas who can do yajna, if you collect them, one person will be Sarva Vedanta Paraga. One person will understand Vedanta nicely. And among thousands of people who understand Vedanta nicely, Sarva Vedanta Vidkotya Vishnu Bhakto Vishishyate, a devotee of Lord Krishna, is very, very rare. 
So understanding oneself different from the body is the beginning. But one has to know that, okay, I am different from the body, but from where have I come in this body? Definitely, I have not manufactured this body. So there should be someone who is manufacturing the body, who is putting me in this body. I do not know how to create bodies, so there should be some superior power. That cannot be matter because matter is dull. That should be conscious, spirit. But that spirit is much more powerful than us because we are under his control. So understanding who is that supreme spirit is the next level of knowledge. And then understanding what is the relationship between me, the individual spirit and the supreme spirit. This is more advanced knowledge and acting in that relationship is the perfection of spiritual knowledge. So now we are simply trying to satisfy our body by eating, sleeping, sensual pleasures or we are satisfying our mind by drugs, alcohol, intoxication, movies, novels and other entertainment channels. But we are beyond the body and mind. We are spirit soul completely different and we are not feeding ourselves. We are not giving spiritual stuff to ourselves. So there is dissatisfaction in the society. And this spirit soul can be satisfied only when the Supreme Spirit is satisfied. So our relationship with the Supreme Spirit, Vedas explain, is like that of a leaf with the tree. Lord Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, Mama Evansho Jeevaloke Jeeva Bhuta Sanatanaha. You are my part and parcel. Just like the leaf is part and parcel of tree, if we want to make a leaf nourished and healthy, we need to water the root. In a similar fashion, if I want to be happy, I need to water to my root. That is Super Soul, the Supreme Lord. That is Lord Krishna. So this is perfection of spiritual life. So when I am in distress, I try to take time away from spiritual understanding, spiritual pursuit. But no, if I am in distress, I should try to satisfy God. When I satisfy God, water the root, then I automatically become satisfied. This science people do not know. And this Srila Prabhupada proved by his example. Prabhupada went to the West, to America in the 1960s. And the country was much, much opulent than India from where Prabhupada started. But Prabhupada pulled them back to India. The people from the most advanced nation, powerful nation of the world. And they were dissatisfied there. He brought them to the villages of India, places Mayapur, Vrindavan, where Krishna took birth. And they were living without any material comforts. There were hardships, but they were completely satisfied. So much so that they never left. So Prabhupada practically also proved that this is the way to get satisfied in your life. So understanding oneself different from the body, understand Supreme Spirit, Understanding the relationship between us and God, the Supreme Spirit, and acting in that relationship to completely satisfy our heart, this is called spirituality. So spirituality is completely different from study of the Vedas, doing some meditation or worshipping. Yes, all these things can lead to spirituality and even one's own duties. If a person is studying, that also can be spirituality. If a person is doing politics, that also can be spirituality. Anything which is done for the satisfaction of Supreme Spirit, Lord Krishna, is called spirituality. Because I understand, I am spirit, part of Supreme Spirit. Satisfaction of Supreme Spirit will satisfy me. So any such activity done on the Supreme Spiritual Platform for satisfaction of God is called spiritual life. If I am studying for satisfaction of God so that I can carry out God's mission here, spreading the spiritual knowledge, then our education is spirituality. If I am engaged in my business so that I can satisfy Krishna by the results of my work, then that is spirituality. So anything done for the satisfaction of Supreme Lord is spirituality. If we do, you are doing meditation to that end, meditation is spirituality. If you are doing worship for satisfaction of Supreme Soul, that is spirituality. And if you are doing something for satisfaction of my temporary mind and body, that is called materialism. It is as simple as that. So with this, I would like to take questions. Already so many questions are there. Okay, so let us see. 
the first one Hariharan Prabhu Hare Krishna Shashikan Preeti Raghav Hare Krishna Mahendra Hare Krishna good to see you too Arshna Santosh Hare Krishna Okay, so Hariyan Hari is asking, Prabhu, I am Brahmin. Prabhu, I am following our customs like should perform Sandhya Vandanam. So tell me difference between Gayatri Mantra and Hare Krishna Mantra. Shall I chant both mantras, Prabhu? Okay, so the question is difference between Gayatri Mantra and the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So different mantras are for different purposes. Gayatri mantra is especially very powerful mantra because Gayatri mantra does not aim at any materialistic result but it aims at spiritual emancipation, liberation. But only people who are very advanced in spiritual life, Brahmins and the Devatas, the residents of heavenly planets can take advantage of this mantra. Others, if they chant, who are not devatas or brahmins, who are not initiated into spiritual life by a bona fide spiritual master, even if they chant Gayatri Mantra, there would be no advancement in spiritual life. So we should see, do I have brahmanical qualities? So you have mentioned that you are brahmin. So you could very well be. But for the understanding of all the devotees, I would like to explain what is brahmin. That is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Brahman is not a designation, not a labeling by birth. Just like today if you call somebody an educator, he must have the degree, the qualifications and he must be acting in the capacity of educator. Then we can call a person educator. Somebody is doctor, he must have passed the qualifying examinations and must be acting in capacity of doctor. Similarly, Brahman, what is Brahman? Patan, Parthan, Yajan, Yajan, Dan, Pratigraha. These are the qualities, the activities of Brahman. Pathan and Pathan. Brahmana studies the Vedas and explains the Vedas to others. He is always learning and educating others. These are the first two businesses. Pathan, Pathan. Then Yajan, Yajan. He worships the Supreme Lord and engages others, teaches others how to worship. Yajan, Yajan. And then Dan, Pratigraha. A Brahmana never engages in a job. Anybody who is doing a job is not a Brahmin but Ashudra. So only people who were not going to Gurukul, who were not taking education in the Gurukul, the typical schools of Varnashrama Dharma, they would take up jobs. But today everybody is taking job. So anybody who takes job is a Shudra. Shudra means uh, untrained person who is not trained in spiritual knowledge. And so those who are doing business and if they are following other rules and regulations nicely, they can be considered Vaishyas. Higher than that, administrators, warriors, they are called Kshatriyas. And higher than that is Brahmin. So if we are doing business or job, we are taking any salary from anybody, then we cannot be Brahmin. Brahmin means Dan Pratigraha. Brahmin does not take any occupation, does not take any salary. Brahmin's duty is to collect money from others. Why he collects money? So that others can get advantage because householders are very busy earning money. So if they give money to Brahmin, Brahmin will engage that money in service of God, service of Krishna. So that person will automatically advance in spiritual life. And Brahmana will instruct him when he goes to beg money. And then if so much money comes to Brahmana, because he will visit many householders, then he will just keep the money for that day's maintenance balance, Dan. He will give charity. So two things are required again, Dan and Pratigraha. He accepts charity and he does charity. Because he is practicing dependence on Supreme Lord. He has complete faith. Lord is maintaining all the species. He will maintain me also. So if we are doing these things, then we are Brahmana at least in activities. And then there are other qualities. Satyam. One should be avowedly truthful. Can never tell lie. Even if enemy comes and asks, where is your money? Thief comes, you should tell, oh, here is the money. One cannot tell a lie. Brahmana can never tell a lie. Satyam. This is the first qualification. Shama. Dhamma, mind should be completely under control. Senses should be completely under control. Jnanam, Vijnanam, Astikya, one should have complete knowledge of the Vedas. One should be very, very forgiving. 
Astikya, one should have very strong faith in the Vedas. Arjamam, one should be very, very simple. So, these are some of the qualifications of Brahmana. So, if we are having all these qualifications, then we are Brahmana. And if we are initiated then by a bona fide spiritual master, then we can chant Gayatri and advance in spiritual life. And so, practically, you would have understood, we'll hardly find any bona fide Brahmana on this planet. So, what is the hope for all of us? who uh, are not trained as brahmanas, how we can advance in spiritual life. So, Hare Krishna Mahamantra is there. Hare Krishna Mahamantra is so powerful, even if a person is having low consciousness, completely untrained, having all bad qualities, still if one chants Hare Krishna Mahamantra, one will come to the platform of brahmana, then one can chant Gayatri Mantra and one will surpass brahmanical platform, come to the platform of Vaishnavism. So thus everyone is supposed to take advantage of this Hare Krishna Mahamantra for advancement in spiritual life. So there is no difference between Hare Krishna and Gayatri Mantra. But Hare Krishna Mahamantra is more powerful in the sense even unqualified people can chant and take advantage. So I hope it clears. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, as you once said, minimalistic life is best for spiritual advancement, but it could be biggest maya or impediment. How to understand? No, minimalistic life is very good definitely. So, if a person has money, one should simply keep for one's maintenance. That is very nice and balance. You use it for Krishna. You are asking, it could be biggest maya or impediment. It can be maya if knowledge of Krishna is not there. If a person thinks simply minimalistic living, if I do, my life is successful. No, minimalistic living in itself does not make us successful. So we have to do minimalistic living so that balanced money what we are having can be used for spiritual advancement. If you use money for satisfaction of senses, we will get some ephemeral pleasure. And then the pleasure is gone. We want greater pleasure now. This hankering is never over. So one should use rather all the time and resources for spiritual advancement. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Mary Shadi ko 15 days huye hai. Main basic instructions, 16 rounds chanting sab follow karti hu, lekin anger control nahi ho raha hai. Sadhna bhi chori chori karte hai. Okay. So someone has asked that they have recently got married, hardly 15 days, and she is chanting 16 rounds also and following rules and regulations, but anger she is not able to control. Sadhana also she has to hide and accomplish. So one must have proper guidance. So one very important thing you have asked. So 16 rounds we are doing very nicely, it is very good. And other rules and regulations we are following, it is very good. But the most important thing is surrender. So you must be surrendered, but I am just sharing for everyone's benefit. All the rules and regulations, the Vedic study of uh, becomes effective when a person is surrendered to Krishna or the representative of Krishna, bona fide spiritual master. Without surrenderance, if a person follows rules and regulations very nicely, studies the Vedas very nicely, it will not bring fruit in our spiritual advancement. So surrender means I have complete faith. Whatever spiritual master tells me, I will follow very nicely. So of course, it is not easy to find, nor a person is encouraged to have such blind faith. One should read the Vedas and understand from the Vedas qualification of bona fide spiritual master and find a bona fide spiritual master where we can surrender completely. So if I'm eating, sleeping, marrying, living, doing every activity of my life in complete surrenderance, to the instructions of spiritual master like a soldier in the army and then we execute 16 rounds rules and regulations nicely then my life would be successful very quickly we'll be able to subdue the lower propensities of life and apart from this even if we are following things nicely it takes a while just like it is told we are married today we cannot expect a child tomorrow so we have to wait for at least few months nine months in a similar fashion even if we are surrendered, we are following rules and regulations nicely, we have to have little patience to get the desired result. So please take care of both these factors. Try to surrender 
and take proper guidance from the devotees how to surrender completely and have little patience also. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, nowadays there has been so many attacks on Sanatan Dharma. What we have to do to protect Dharma, whether we have to attack or just we leave to nature? No, we have to do our duty very nicely. So we have to, that is why if the attack is rigorous, we have to defend ourselves and spread this Dharma as fast as possible. So that is why we encourage everyone to get educated very nicely. So although people, uh, again, they label themselves as following Sanatan Dharma, but they do not understand what is this Sanatan Dharma. So simply affiliation will not serve the purpose. So we have to understand very nicely and spread this knowledge as fast as possible. So we have, uh, it is not recommended. Krishna did not tell Arjuna, Arjuna, you sit down, I will fight for you. No, we have to take practical actions. Hare Krishna Prabhu, when will online Bhagavad Gita sessions again start on Zoom? So we have recorded entire Bhagavad Gita series and very soon it will be launched online on YouTube as well. We have covered all 18 chapters. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita chapter 7 that those who worship demigods or are murk or less intelligent. Then why did he worship Lord Shiva? Very nice question. So in 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna is mentioning Tad Bhavati Alpamedhasam Antavattu Falam Tesham So we have to read the complete instruction. Krishna is telling those people who worship demigods for material benefits, they are less intelligent. Why? Because Antavattu phalam tesham, if you worship any devta, the result that you get is temporary. They can make you very powerful but temporary as long as you have the body. They can give you magical powers that also lasts as long as we have the body. They can give material opulence. Once the soul leaves the body, all the opulence is left behind. You can become very learned, very wise. All this wisdom will also go away when we leave the body. So Antavat, this subject, this result is subject to destruction. So anybody who worships demigod for material ends, they are alpamezasam, they are less intelligent. Because we are eternal, why don't you work for eternal benefit? Why you are spending, wasting valuable moments of human form for temporary achievements? Because you are eternal. Why do you want to leave anything that you attain here? Work for permanent benefit. So worshipping demigods for devotion to Krishna that is not discouraged. Gopis, they worship Mother Katyayini, uh, another form of Goddess Durga, they worship so that they can engage in the service of Krishna. That is very nice. So, demigods are also devotees of Krishna. If you request them, please help me advance in path of devotion to Krishna, then that worship is not harmful. And Lord Krishna worshipped Shiva. He is representing a common person. And Shiva is the topmost Vaishnava. Vaishnavanam Yathashambhu. So devotee should always be worshipped. If he asks Lord Shiva, please give me devotion to Supreme Lord Krishna, then that worship is very nice. So material benefits we should not ask. Akash Giri is asking, why you say Lord Krishna is the root? How you know the Lord Krishna is the root? The root can be anything. Why you are mentioning that Lord Krishna is the root? Allah can be the root or Jesus can. Okay. Yes. So that is why we have to do research. We have to study. Uh, now, as you have mentioned in the second part of your question, Allah can be the root or Jesus or XYZ. So, Jesus uh, is not the name of the Supreme Lord. Jesus Christ was son of God. He told our Father who lives in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, he is son of Supreme Lord. And he is telling, we have to go back to our Father who lives in heaven. Now, Allah, Allah, yes, Allah, some people uh, use this name to refer to the Supreme Power. So, the same Supreme Personality is addressed by different names. 
So any name which is used to address the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that is bona fide. You can call the Supreme Lord by any name. So that is why Prabhupada told, you please chant the names of God. If your religion tells some other name of God, you please chant that name, but please chant the names of God. Developing love for God, engaging in God's service is what will satisfy us, what will bring to what will bring us to platform of eternality, freedom from birth, death, old age, and disease. So, why are we telling that Krishna is Lord? Krishna has got many, many names. Among all the names, Krishna is the prime name as it is described in the Vedas. So, we have to do research very nicely. Because we have done the research, so we have come to this conclusion. So, you also can do research very nicely and then try to understand whether Krishna is Supreme Personality or not. All the Vedas, they give this conclusion. And that is a verse which I just quoted from Garun Puran. Among all the Brahmanas, Satriyaji is better. Among the Satriyaji, one who knows Vedanta is better. Among thousands of Brahmanas who know Vedanta, Vishnu Bhakto, devotee of Vishnu or Krishna is the topmost. It is told in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna is declaring, Mattaha Paratharam Na Anyat Kenchi Dasti Dhanjaya. Nobody is superior to me. Everything emanates from me. Vedavyas, who is the compiler of all the Vedic knowledge, he is telling that who is that Supreme Lord? Krishnastu Bhagavan Soyam, his name is Krishna. So in this way, there are so many evidences. So these are evidences from Vedic literature, standard books of knowledge. There are practical evidences also. So, if we are part and parcel of God, by satisfying God, we should be satisfied. So, we should find a person satisfying whom we get all satisfaction in life. You try to satisfy your pet animal dog, but still complete satisfaction will not come to us. Still, we will have various desires. Still, I want to enjoy other things in life. You can try to satisfy the love of your life. Still, we will be dissatisfied. Rather, we may become disgusted with the love of life itself. That is why people have love marriage and marriages now, and especially in the Western countries. Most of them end up in divorce. Love of life, if you try to serve, then also we will be dissatisfied. But the devotees, as I told you, Prabhupada brought them in villages. Even now, so many devotees are following Krishna consciousness. No ambitions of personal satisfaction. They don't plan and don't do personal enjoyment in life. They just try to satisfy the Lord. And in this way, their personal desires are completely satisfied. This is another proof. Like this, there are various proofs. If you are sincere, you study nicely, do research, you will also come to the conclusion that Krishna is Supreme Personality of Godhead, the root. Because by giving water on the root, the leaf, we are getting satisfied. Then there is no desire left in life. This is proof. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, how to preach to people who are already following some belief earlier as sometimes they are so deeply rooted in that, that they are closed to what we say. So if somebody is already following some other belief, it is very difficult to uh, enlighten them unless somebody is very wise and intelligent. So the best is you give them a book and uh, if they can take a book, they can read it. Gradually, they will come to the point of understanding. Give them prasadam and if they can try chanting, there is no harm in chanting. Then by chanting, by taking prasadam, by reading book, gradually they may come to understand. So rather we should try to preach people who are innocent, who are not contaminated by such wrong beliefs. And in this way have efficient utilization of our time. Ajay Thakur is asking why we differentiate between Shiva and Vishnu. Good question. So, there is one philosophy which is called monism or Advaita, where Vishnu, Shiva and even us, it is told there is only one consciousness. Advaita, there is no duality. But this is not the perfection of spiritual understanding. And this is explained by Sripa Shankaracharya himself who propagated this Advaita philosophy. So, Lord Shiva is telling to Mother Parvati, this instruction is there. Kalau Brahmana Murtina, I will incarnate in the form of Brahman in Kaliuga, and Maya Vadam Asat Shastram Prachannam Baudham Uchyate. I will preach a philosophy which will be covered Buddhism 
and it will be called mayavad and in this philosophy it is told that soul is same as super soul so in our body there are two souls that is explained in bhagavad gita also in various vedic literatures also anoraniyan mahato mahiyan atmasya jantor nihito guhayam chetanas chetananam nityo nityanam so plurality of the soul has been asserted in many many places in the vedas like this shloka mentions nitya nityanam there is one soul which is eternal there are many many souls which are eternal chetana chetananam there is one consciousness and there is chetananam many many infinite plural consciousnesses many consciousnesses what is the difference between this one nitya one chetana and nityanam chetananam eko yo bahunam vidhati kama this one supreme consciousness fulfills the desires of these unlimited small consciousnesses so this plurality of soul is asserted in vedas it is asserted in bhagavad gita also so this advaita philosophy is partial understanding of truth at best sometimes it can be misleading also so when it is told tatvamasi you are that it means you are that in quality do not think that you are this matter you are spirit supreme lord is spirit you are also spirit do not think you are matter this life is all in all so let me enjoy as much as possible before i die <coughs> to bring us out of this hallucination of thinking i am the body these things are used like tatvamasi you are that supreme but you are that supreme means you are that supreme in quality not in quantity you are water if we tell to a drop that is fact but a drop of water and ocean of water both are waters both are one at the same time different so this advaita philosophy is partially correct at best because it tells you are not the body you are spirit soul you are that you are spirit it is correct but if i think in magnitude also i am supreme infinite all pervading spirit then that is wrong understanding as i have just quoted couple of verses from the vedas so thus it is told in brahma samhita also what is the difference between lord krishna and lord shiva kshiram yatha dadi vikar vishesha yogat sanjayate nahi tatha patagasti heto milk gets converted to curd once it becomes curd you cannot transform it back into milk yashambhutam api tatha samupaiti karyad lord brahma is explaining similarly to control tamas the mode of ignorance that personality who has transformed himself into shambhu lord shiva govinda madi purusham tamaham bhajami i worship that supreme lord who is known as govinda so lord shiva is an expansion of lord krishna and this expansion takes place so that the mode of ignorance of this world is controlled he is given charge of destroying this world this is the difference between lord krishna and lord shiva so thus everything is one with the supreme lord krishna because we are all spirit souls at the same time there is difference also because we are not same in magnitude so this is called achintya bheda bhed philosophy advaita philosophy is partial explanation dvaita philosophy is also partial explanation that we are different from god we cannot be completely different also because nayanam chindanti shastrani spirit soul can never be cut into pieces so there was one spirit and then from one spirit small small fragments all of us came out this also cannot be correct philosophy that we have become separate from god because if god is source of everyone and spirits are coming out then spirits are getting fragmented which is not the spiritual science spirit soul cannot be cut into pieces so we are always existing and supreme spirit is also existing just like tree is existing and the leaves are also always existing part and parcel of tree in this manner we are all fragmental parts of krishna we are always existing with krishna so in that manner we are one with krishna but we are separate also in magnitude so in this way the perfection of philosophy is not advaita not even dvaita but achintya bheda bhed simultaneous inconceivable oneness and difference and this is the philosophy given in bhagavad gita given in vedanta and was explained by chaitanya mahaprabhu so in this manner there is difference between lord shiva and lord krishna 
so all these are subject matter of great scientific understanding so i hope if you read bhagavad gita and uh, we are willing to extend all help we'll come to the proper conclusions of all these subject matters so uh, the time is already but questions are also many should we we can continue okay so many devotees have put forth many questions so we'll continue for some more time priya brata is asking hari krishna prabhu ji dandavat what is the difference between advait dvait and achintya i just answered i think this question how to understand lord rama leaving mother sita because of word of some one person as mother sita was also under his protection like she can also be considered a citizen and wife also must be very nice question shore raj is asking mother sita is also one of the citizens so for keeping or caring about the word of one citizen lord ramchandra relinquished mother sita why how is it justified so lord ramchandra was acting in different capacities he is acting as capacity of incapacity of king incapacity of husband but capacity of king is higher responsibility for that lower responsibilities can be relinquished this is called dharma so when a person becomes confused i should do this duty or that duty that is called dharma sankat arjuna was also having such dilemma but when he understood satisfaction of krishna is a topmost responsibility then he did not hesitate to kill and destroy some people who are very close to him also so in a similar fashion taking care of wife is very important but king should be blameless blemishless nobody should be able to raise a finger upon the king this is the duty nowadays uh, there are so many cases against the leaders politicians still they stick to their posts very tightly this is not very culture as soon as there is single blemish persons would resign they would not continue so any such sources should be completely removed which can put blemish upon the king so in order to take care of so one should not think that uh, it was uh, unfair it was maltreatment of women no it was not maltreatment of women uh, when arjuna was uh, about to wage war arjun was concerned about protection of women so it is very very important so it is not that uh, women were not protected they were not cared for so he left some people give this argument no this is not the right argument the proper understanding is the higher responsibilities responsibilities of state as a king as a minister is much higher than individual family responsibilities and thus lord ramchandra sacrificed so lord ramchandra you can see to what extent he went he went to a land which is far apart he bridged the ocean who can bridge the ocean so much trouble it took just to save his wife how much he loved his wife but he relinquished for the sake of his duty as a king so this was high responsibility thank you so much prabhu i and my mom listening to you and my mom is proud that i am in right path and ask you right question and she so heard your lecture thank you so much for hearing sometimes people try to do business with us we come to your kc programs you should also come in all our programs or any other program how to explain to such people we need not explain because not everyone in all is on platform of understanding so give them prasadam give them holy name or give them books in this manner we can have efficient utilization of our preaching efforts Guruji, I am so confused due to our scriptures. As we know, Sri Krishna is the only one. Then why all the scriptures suggest different god or goddesses? For example, Shiv Puran says Shiva is the ultimate lord. Okay. So yes, it will be confusing even now if you study the books of law or uh, those of keeping accounts. It is very very confusing. uh tax so much confusing so many clauses laws bylaws exceptions exceptions to exceptions one will get confused 
So we take help of lawyers, CAs. So in scriptures, we are trying to understand about ultimate cause. Root cause analysis is so difficult. So we are bound to get confused. So, uh, and we are very small, our intelligence is very small. So again, we are prone to get confused. And our memory is so weak, what we read, we forget. So in Kali Yuga, there is even more chances of confusion. Because what we read, we forget now. There is no question of having proper analysis. But still, if we are sincere, we should take help of proper bona fide spiritual master and try to understand what is the conclusive knowledge. So Vedas give description of uh, all the demigods, goddesses. And sometimes Lord Shiva would be glorified, Uma would be glorified, Brahma would be glorified in their certain specific features. For example, if you have description about Rajasthan state, then CM would be the topmost personality of that state. PM may not find a mention over there. In this manner, there are different uh, parts of this existence. There is department, various departments are there. There are various departmental heads. So if we read just one portion of scripture, we are bound to get confused. Prabhuji, I see every relation driven by personal interest. If I already know everyone is like this, then why even should I keep these relations? Isn't it better to only develop relation with Krishna? This is very nice realization. Yes, uh, you are correct. Every relationship in material world, it is driven by personal interest. That is why we are in this material world. Because we are having personal interest. Liberated souls do not have personal interest. They live just for the satisfaction of Krishna. So here in this material world, we are all having this disease of just satisfying one's own self. We are very, very selfish. That is why relationships do not continue because I am looking for my satisfaction. Husband thinks wife is not satisfying me. Wife thinks husband is not satisfying me anymore. So there is breakage of relationship. Children think parents should satisfy us. Parents think Children should act according to us. Everybody is, everybody is thinking of one's own satisfaction. Not knowing that I am part and parcel of Krishna. Only by serving Krishna, I will have satisfaction in my life. So you are right in your understanding. But another important point to understand is, serving Krishna does not exclude serving other living entities. It is inclusive because... Everyone is part and parcel of Krishna. I cannot love you but hurt your finger, harm any limb of your body. So any person who loves Krishna, he or she loves all other living entities also because everybody is part and parcel of Krishna. So what love we want to experience in our life, people tell we should love everyone that is possible only if we love Supreme Spirit, if we love Krishna, then we love everyone. That is why the great devotees, when they were attempted to be killed. They were praying intensely so that Krishna does not punish even their killers. This is called love. When you can pray even for the person who is coming to kill you. This is spiritual life. This is love. So if we love Krishna, our love for everybody also increases because we see everyone as part and parcel of Krishna. And thus a person is completely full of jubilation because wherever he or she sees, we just see our object of love all around us. As opposed to Bible and Quran, which suggests Jesus and Allah is the ultimate God and they have one and only one Lord. Why we have so many? Nice question. So we also do not have many gods. We are having many, many demigods. So uh, Quran and Bible are also very crude forms of Vaishnavism. They also explain the knowledge about God, but detailed knowledge is not there. The detailed sciences are not explained, but love God, be obedient to God, be submissive to God. Islam means submission. Uh, we have to become banda, Allah ke bande. Banda means servant. We have to serve God. So the teachings are uh, same, the fundamental teachings. But advanced understanding you will find in Bhagavatam, in this Bhagavat philosophy. So, uh, here also, only one God is being mentioned. God cannot be many. God means the source of everything. So, God is only one, cannot be many. 
So the other personalities that we see, they are called demigods. Demigods means they are in charge of various affairs of the universe. Even a small state has got so many ministers. So if you have to manage the affairs of so many unlimited universes, you need many, many personalities. So they are Indra, Chandra, Varuna, Vasu, Zadityas, Rudras, Maruts. So these are various categories of personalities who are not Supreme Lord, but they are his assistants who maintain various affairs of this material creation. Very good session, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Ashukapurji. Hare Krishna, Thakur Kalyaniji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. According to Jesus, who is supreme? So, as far as we have learnt, he has just mentioned our father who lives in heaven. And uh, the same father is known, we call him as Krishna or Lord Vishnu, Lord Rama and in various other names, forms, we worship him. Hare Krishna, Yogita Ji, Vivek Ji, Smita Ji. Next question. Pratik is asking, Vedic literature reveals that we have originally come from spiritual world where everyone have eternal blissful bodies full of knowledge. So where is our eternal body right now? Here only, in the heart, it is told. Uh, so the Vedas mentioned, Nihito Guhayam. Guhayam means in the heart region. The soul is there in the heart region, but it is present in very small form. Balagra, Keshagra, Shatbhagasya, Shatidha Kalpitasya. One by ten thousand of the tip of hair is the size of spirit soul and is situated in the heart region now. When it enters the spiritual world, just like the seed evolves into a tree, the spirit soul evolves into a spiritual body. So, more questions we will take. I think uh, we have already exceeded the time limit. So, I see many questions. So, I request, please post your questions. Keep your questions. Park it for the next week. We will take up all these questions. So, thank you so much for hearing. Please keep on chanting always. As much as possible, every moment. And there is great spiritual advancement. Please read Bhagavad Gita. We will meet next week. Thank you for watching. Hare Krishna.